Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe. What's your thoughts tonight? You kind of took the words out of my mouth. I, you know, we're right in the middle of the pregame. Here, Rudy gets scratched. I mean, it just changes everything. You know, you're trying to figure out how to deal with it on the fly. Uh, I thought they really actually attacked really well offensively, and the small ball was good offensively, but they just had a hard time getting any kind of stops. I mean, Dallas kind of coasted to what shots they wanted, were really patient. I thought, I mean, Luca tonight was like artificial intelligence, you know, like a basketball version. You see things, you Jazz make little adjustments, and he kind of just waits for it, you know, kind of baits everybody into it and then makes the right play. It's pretty amazing to watch. Well, that's what they were trying to take away by sending him to his left and not giving that opportunity to make those decisions because he's, uh, he's a jump shooter going to his left and he, he turns into a driver and a passer going to his right. And that makes guys like Bullock have a great night knocking down, what did he have, seven threes? Seven threes, yeah. Seven threes tonight. So that's, that was uh, one of the defensive plans that didn't seem to work. <laughs> it just there was just no no ability to carry over. That was like well, you he's know. such a great player, guys. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come on. I mean, we watched last time we played in the Jazz one with the same defensive system they used the game before, and he just came out and absolutely tore it apart, knowing exactly what they were doing. Yeah. Tonight it took him a quarter. Right. Exactly. Like, oh, they're doing that to me. Okay. I mean, there's not like much he hasn't seen, right? He's coming at you. He's coming at he's coming at the defense a hundred times a night. He's seeing every defense imaginable and. He's, you know, I thought Jason Kidd pregame was interesting about, you know, he loves big games. And he loves these moments, but he, he's been doing it since he was 16, right? Like he won the Euro final four at, I think, 18 years old. And it's so well schooled. Like, you know, like you said, reps, it's all about reps and be able to get that many and, and be able to have the level of competition. He's just, he's a joy to watch. If you like basketball, you know, you, you can kind of, the flop and all that stuff, you take that with a grain of salt. But all the other stuff, man, guy is, he's as good as, they, as there is. And, you know, the Jazz try to, I mean, you've got to make him work, right? You've got to make him play defense. He's not a good defensive player. Um, and so you've got to try to make him play defense and work, and the Jazz did it. But at times I almost had a feeling that that um, may have actually stymied the Jazz ball movement a little bit along the way. What did you think of the small ball lineup, David? I heard you talking about that a lot before the game started and its uh, struggles. In the first half, it was like, all right, well, maybe something different. And then I guess it always comes back, I mean, huh? I, I, I mean, here's the deal. The first quarter, the defensive rating was a 102. That's, that's good. The second quarter, I'm estimating here, but, like, using some fairly good math, the defensive rating was a 168. Oof. Not sure you can win a game if you do that in one quarter. No. The third quarter, the defense rating was a 135. In the fourth quarter, the defense rating was about a 126. Like, we just, we're, the, we're in the second percentile defensively. We don't have a big on the floor. And the reason is what we talked about before. There, small ball doesn't exist in this league. That, that is one of the biggest misnomer myths. It's skill ball. It means that all five players can shoot and handle. That's what it means. But small ball will get you destroyed in the NBA right now because the average point guard is now 6'4", and the average everything else is 6'8". And the centers are smaller than they once were. And more athletic. And can do way more. And that stretch you. 
Right. So, yeah, it's small in the era of Mark was 6'4", Patrick was 7'1", Olajuwon was probably only 6'11". Right, but every, Sam Bowie was 7'1". Bad reference. But, like, I mean, right, there was an year where you felt like you had to have a 7-footer to the point where you draft Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, like, that was my point. Yeah. Like, everyone had a footer. Okay, you don't have to have one now, but you do have to have five guys that are 6 to 8 or bigger, probably. I, oh, sorry, better go ahead. No, I was just going to, you know, bring up, then you end up with Clark... Um, Conley trying to defend Luca at six foot seven in that third period. Right. I mean, the, distur- the disturbing one tonight, if you want to get into anything that, like, the takeaway from tonight, I think if you want to take anything, one is I thought they did, you know, they played really pretty well shorthanded for a long part of the game. So there's your positive. And then the concern tonight would be that Mike Conley ended up guarding Luka Doncic an awful lot. And if that happens in a playoff series, Rudy Gobert is going to have to stay down the middle because Mike Conley is too small to guard Luka Doncic. And that's going to leave one of their 40% three-point shooters open. And that's where Dallas is way better than they used to be. Or maybe two. Right. Yeah, I heard you rattle off the quarter three percentages today, too. That's pretty ridiculous. By the way, can we go off our game for a second? Why not? Tonight's like a crazy night in the NBA. The Hornets are on the verge of beating Brooklyn in Brooklyn. Which would move them ahead of Brooklyn, I believe, in the play-in race. And the Hornets would suddenly be eight, and Brooklyn would be nine, having to win twice to get into the playoffs. The Lakers just lost and are now, I believe, 10th. Right? Yeah, they blew another 20-point lead, too, I think. They are 10th. The Spurs are a game behind the Lakers. Yep, one game. And then there was basketball. <laughs> I mean, it's nuts. <laughs> All right, our bus is in 30 minutes. And by the way, the Celtics, I will share a text, um, the text, text between two play-by-play announcers. I sent, Celtics are real good. Alan Horton of the Timberwolves texted back, so good. <laughs> there you go. They took the East tonight. They're they, on they're top. They're first in the East, right? Yep. With a game against Miami tomorrow? That's right. And Miami's not so right right now. I only know that because my son tweets about the Celtics a lot. Oh. He said so they were playing the East. He likes that green? He likes Is the green. That... Okay. Yeah. All right, they claim our bus is leaving in 30 minutes, and we know they how much they stay, stay for broadcasters. Be By the way, we're still on the road, if you're wondering. Just thought I'd point that out to you if you were wondering, if you didn't know that. We're, we're here in the studio. We're here. Tipping the yeah. cap. The we good, appreciate all your work. The good folks at Greyhound, not patient. Okay, and um, I don't know if you know this, <laughs> but we'll wave while we fly over the top of you. Yeah. Yeah. Wave at us, buddy. Have a good trip, guys. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Jazz fall tonight uh, to the Mavericks, 114 to 100. We'll break it down next. Jazz game night, post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night, post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Wiz campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz lose tonight to the Mavericks, 
114 to 100. Uh, Coach Comb, you knew it was going to be a long night with no Rudy, no Hassan Whiteside, certainly no Bogdanovich still, and no Daniel House. This was going to be a tough one. And, and when Donovan went down, man, it really got bleak for a second. But fortunately, he was okay. It looked like it could have been bad. Um, the angle we saw, maybe, uh, you know, the defender came down on his shoe, you know, but I thought maybe it got him uh, in the back of the leg or the, the ankle. So glad he was okay. But, yeah, I, I was impressed with the jazz, way the Jazz came out to start the game. And I really do believe over a period of time they just got worn down. Um, you know, their size against the size of the Mavericks. We talked about that. But even more tonight, the Jazz were just really small. And oftentimes, you know, the Mavericks did a great job, particularly in the second half, of locating the mismatch. You know, saw a couple times where it was Rudy Gay they went after. A couple of times it was Mike Conley. But Doncic was just a clinic tonight. You know, he scored when he needed to score. He passed when he needed to pass. Um, and, he, and he really kind of put on a show. Doncic finished game 32 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists. He was 11 of 21 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3. They got 23 out of Reggie Bullock and uh, 22 out of Jalen Brunson as well. For the Jazz, they uh, were led by Rudy Gay, who had 18 points tonight. Jordan Clarkson had 14. Donovan Mitchell, or no, excuse me, uh, Mike Conley, 14 on 6 of 9, shooting with 7 assists, and Donovan Mitchell had 12 on 4 of 13 shooting. Overall, Dallas... Uh, really an efficient offensive performance, shooting 52% from the field, 50% from three. Conversely, the Jazz were 46% from the field, 35% from three. And, man, it seemed to it seemed to come pretty easy for the Dallas Mavericks. It did. Um, we talked about how good they are defensively, and I think they did a great job uh, after the initial push by the Jazz. The Jazz came out, scored 29, and then 30 the first two quarters. Uh, but they held the Jazz to 20 in the third and 21 in the fourth. Um under the number 111, thank you very much. And Rossi is back to feeling things. But but I think, yeah, I don't know that the Mavericks are getting enough credit for the defense they play. I thought they did a great job tonight making adjustments um, and then just utilizing matchups on the offensive side. All right, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Tuesday night. It's TNT game, Jazz in Los Angeles to take on the Clippers. That game will tip off at 8 o'clock. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have some post-game sound for you from the coaches and players. We'll continue to break this one down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Catch and shoot three. Pow! The clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Postgame Show. Underhand scoop to Conley. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night postgame show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Postgame brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share. MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jazz follow the Mavericks tonight. 114 to 100. We'll get you sound from uh, Coach Snyder coming up here momentarily. Let's check out the points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-CERTA or visit CERTAPRO.com. That's CERTA with a C, CERTA Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. I've not looked at this number quite yet, Tim, but I am not expecting it to be good news uh, yeah. for the Jazz. Outscored in the paint tonight. Actually, the Jazz crunched him in the paint. I'm wrong, completely wrong, 56 to 38. Well, the Surprised. Jazz, the Jazz did play downhill, and Dallas made a bunch of threes. I mean, 17 threes tonight. Yeah. 
Um, you know, and the Jazz, actually, Dallas got to the line a lot. So maybe some of those, you know, it did feel like Dallas was in the paint a lot. It did. Uh, but they took 24 free throws. So uh, obviously some of those, they they re- were rewarded with free throws and went to the line and made those. But, um, yeah, the Jazz, uh, I liked I liked the offensive look tonight. I thought they played downhill. Trying to seek out matchups maybe in the second half, they got a little stagnant. Um, but beyond that, I thought they moved the ball pretty good. Just struggled slowing down the Mavericks. They did. And, you know, it's it's not something to be ashamed of. Obviously, the Mavericks are really good. And we knew the Jazz without Rudy Gobert would be a real struggle tonight. Just the sheer size. Um, you know, the Jazz were a little bit more versatile. Make, were able to switch some things and did a nice job. I mean, one thing I will say about Doncic, only five assists tonight. So, I mean, that number is a little bit low for him. And, you know, but unfortunately it meant he just scored more. Yeah, he was, uh, Luca was plenty good tonight. That That's for sure. I mean, you look at his numbers, though, they're always going to be good, right? And so if the, these two teams do face each other in the playoffs, I think he'll take 11 of 21. But it's it's definitely the other things that he can do that make him so good. Yeah, he's, he's one of the league's best. And, you know, the guy who can fill the stat sheet, do it in a, a myriad of different ways to beat you. And tonight shows with, uh, you know, 32, 10, and 5, just how good he is. All right, it's time to go back to Dallas. Let's throw it down to uh, Big D, where Quinn Snyder is addressing the media. Yeah, he 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 felt like, you know, it wasn't that bad. And if he came out, that basically he wouldn't be able to come back in. So, and then there was one point when, uh, you know, with certain players, there's a there's a relationship, and sometimes. The coach has to trust the player, and sometimes the player's got to trust the coach. Um, I trusted him to be the beginning of the fourth, and you know I got him out. And then we decided to see if we could make a little run. He wasn't out that long, and then obviously, you know, I got him out again with six minutes when we felt like you know the game was getting away from us. When you in the second half, when they started kind of putting some separation. What were the main things that you didn't do well? Or yeah, I think, you know, one of the things that's really a simple one is we had some clean looks that, that we didn't, didn't go in, which would have kept the game a little closer. Um, you know, and there, Luca's going to create, I thought, there were times when, you know, we were shifted on the isolation and we didn't get, we didn't drift back. And I thought, you know, Bullock's threes were, were really big threes. And, you know, you can't take all of them away. I know a couple off an offensive rebound. And there's a few that, you know, were, were, were really impactful. Um, Obviously, with the pick and roll, we were switching it, and then we hedged, and then we switched it and tried to hit. And you know, you keep trying to play some zone. So there were a bunch of things that you know that we tried to do to change the game up. Um, you know, I thought our guy. You know, we can talk about you know some of the the things that happened in the game, whether it's a make or a miss or. Um, but I, I thought the the biggest things. I just thought we competed. And I'm like, this is one of those times you come in after a loss and you're proud of your team. 
Um, you know, there were times when Luca was the biggest player on the floor. And, uh, you know, I, I thought our guys dug in and obviously, you know, thought that the end of the second quarter, they made a few plays. And, uh, but I thought we battled. So keep doing that and get some guys healthy and keep that mindset. You know, that that's, the, I think, the key thing for us to take from this. And obviously, you know, you learn from playing certain teams, but more than anything, I thought that, you know, I thought our guys really battled, and, and that was good to see. Yeah, you know, he's Trent's versatility and his ability to finish, um, and also, you know, pass in the mid range is something that's unique. You know, I think it's something that it's a little unconventional. Um, when I say that, you know, you see, obviously, there's teams in the league that are doing that. Um, but for our team, uh, start to find some rhythm in that and, and be able to find him. Sometimes the hardest thing is just to make the pass to a roller. Um, but he did some things finishing as well in transition. You can see, you know, since he hurt his, uh, his wrist, hand, um, you know, his first game back was, was a tough game for everybody. Uh, but that's what he's been doing. You know, he's been giving us defense and he's, he's been able to, you know, when people shift off him, you know, he's able to still drive the ball and make plays for other people. And tonight it was in, you know, in pick and roll situations, but um, he's been attacking, you know, in pick and roll as well. So it's good to have him. Felt like he was back to playing the way that he played before he got hurt. There is Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. A couple of things there. Uh, first, interesting, he started off talking about uh, Donovan's ankle injury, and Donovan said if he didn't go back in, he wasn't sure he'd be able to go back in. So they, uh, he talked about trust there with a the player and a coach, and I think that's, uh, that's really important. That's why you put the time in, right? Um, the relationships are, are so important, and you got to be able to look a guy in the eye and say, hey, I'm good, know that he's good, um, and, and that speaks to the relationship those two guys have. Absolutely. So um, fingers crossed that, uh, you know, Donovan, I'm sure, is getting some treatment and and you hope that uh, that ankle isn't going to bug him going forward. Of course, I think everybody watching the game ha- is having flashbacks to last year. And of course, the ankle injuries going into the uh, the playoffs are certainly a factor. So fingers crossed that uh, Donovan Mitchell is uh, it will uh, will be all right. Um, then he talked about how he's proud his team dug in. You know, and I can I can see that from a coach. I'm sure you know Coach Snyder sounded disappointed with the loss. He's not really the uh, moral victory kind of guy, but uh, he certainly knew his team was shorthanded and uh, certainly uh, complimented their effort not going away. It's nice after you know a tough couple losses and the way the Jazz lost. You know tonight, Quinn could looked out there and I think he probably recognized a lot of the stuff he saw. He liked the fight, the determination. You know, understood they were down a couple of guys and still the guys went out and you know were really impactful we talked about their start you know 29 points in the first 30 in the second um really dallas made some adjustments you know and quinn obviously tried to counter but at the end of the day i think the jazz just um they ran out of gas against the team was really good and so uh, from a lot of different standpoints it's a lot easier when you look out there and you say hey that's what we're trying to work on now the result wasn't what we want but but we can live with that you know that effort. All right, post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. 
MySubaruIs.com. Your final score, Jazz, fall to the Mavericks tonight, 114 to 100. Get your sound from the players. Coming up next, stay tuned. Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott. Coach Tim Lacombe. Jazz struggle tonight. They lose the Mavs 114 to 100. Post Game is brought to you by... Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Let's get a look at your master of the glass tonight. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, local vehicle glass expert. Here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for East Rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Rebounds were going to be an issue tonight, Coach, with no bigs, especially Rudy Gobert. But uh, how about Juancho Hernan Gomez, his first ever Master of the Glass night as a Utah Jazz member. He had nine boards. Uh, Rudy Gay coming off the bench had eight. The Jazz as a team were out rebounded, forty-five to thirty-six. But I'll tell you, Wancho is a useful player. He can do a bunch of different things. Had a nice dunk tonight. Yeah, out in transition, uh, just really serviceable. You, you hit it on the head. Um, you know, if Bogey's not going to play. He's a guy you can put out there, stretch the floor. He made a three tonight, but you know, it's really solid and sound on the defensive side. And um, good to see him rebound the basketball the way he did tonight. And he's got good size. You can't say that about right. most this Jazz team because they're just a small team outside of Rudy and Hassan, who both did not play tonight. They're just not very big. And and Hernan Gomez definitely has some size to him. I mean, if you go by the numbers, Royce O'Neal 6'4", Pascal 6'6", Hernan Gomez 6'9", Conley 6'1", Mitchell 6'3", is what they list. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, that's a small team in today's NBA. They're going up against... We talked about the length of the Mavericks. Um, and, you know, that's what ultimately, end of the day, I think kind of the Jazz just ran out of bodies, ran out of guys, and uh, the Mavericks were able to, able to outlast them. All right, let's go back to Dallas. Time to hear from Mike Conley. When you get in, like when you get injured on the, and during the course of the game, kind of what's the process of like deciding if they're going to stay in or stay out? It's really just solely on the player mostly you know if a guy can play through the pain he does if he doesn't you know he sits out and uh, I mean there's there's some occasions where the training staff will just pull you if the game's out of hand or something like that and save you for you know the the rest of the the season or the trip whatever it may be so um, you know guys just they either play or they don't what is the biggest challenge facing Dallas now now as um, he gives, he gives them another threat as as far as uh, ball handling is concerned. They already have Brunson and and, and uh, Doncic obviously, but he gives them another guy that, that can score, can make plays. He's got great size um, to be able to finish in the paint and stuff like that. So, um, and the way he's shooting the ball has has been really big for them as well. And uh, you know, all their guys are playing well, so it, it just. You know, it seems like he's found a good fit here in um, in Dallas, and um, he just adds another another threat as far as you know his offensive ability and, and what he can bring that, on, on that end. Oh uh, yeah, I I talked to Don immediately. You know, kind of checking in to see where he was at, and 
I know how important this game was for Don and our team in general. So he was, no matter what happened, he was going to go back out there and play. And, um, you know, we all kind of felt that way leading up to this game. And, we, you know, we just don't want to want him to risk anything, obviously, if it's, if it's too much. But he felt capable of playing and, and you know, guys, you know, saw his leadership in that aspect. Okay, we have one on Zoom, Eric Walden. Hey, Mike. So where did the game kind of go sideways for you guys? And uh, secondly, how difficult is it to kind of, or I guess how are you guys able to kind of maintain a positive attitude going forward, just given, you know, how rough this this road trip has suddenly become? Um, yeah, I think, you know, Luca kind of took over the game there in the second half. He was able to kind of get what he wanted to get offensively and, um, and then we didn't come up with anything on our end. Uh, and they started running, they started getting in transition, getting offensive rebounds. Um, all those things kind of led to uh, them pushing the lead and extending in on us. And as far as the trip uh, is concerned, I think our guys, you know, we, we've had a heck of a year as far as, you know, the roller coaster that we've been on through injury, through COVID, through losing streaks and, you know, whatever it may be. And, you know, this is, um, familiar territory for us. So for our guys, you know, we're just trying to, to stay positive, um, continue to, to work, continue to believe that, you know, what kind of team we do have. And once we get everybody back and healthy and um, able to just kind of get guys in comfortable roles um, from, you know, starters to, to reserve guys, I think it'll uh, allow us to finally kind of have our feet planted and grounded and, and move forward like we want to. All right, there you go, Mike Conley. And uh, Mike tonight, 6 of 9, 14.7 assists. You like his line. Uh, zero turnovers, you certainly like that. But, man, he got switched on to Luca a bunch in the third quarter, and that was not good. No, that was that was tough, and the way they did it, um, you know, that middle of the floor, it's hard to double. And, you know, they space guys out, junctions, you know, off the, um, the free throw line extended in the deep corners, and they give Luca the ball at the top. And you got to make decisions, and... The Jazz kind of, you know, stayed as, as they typically do, true, to not want to give up a three. So gave a little bit of help. But, man, that's a that's a really, really tough cover right there for anybody, but let alone Mike Conley. Locke brought this up a little bit in crosstalk, but uh, Rudy being in the lineup has got to help out a little bit, right? Absolutely, because I think at that point you can shade Rudy, um, to, you know, to Lucas' side, and then you can rotate, you know, from the top, something the Jazz have done before certainly a lot easier and just his reputation being back there. You, you think twice about getting too deep because, you know, he's going to be there to, to impact things. What a crazy year. It's been crazy. You know, playing these games with no bigs. Pascal gets the start tonight at, uh, at center. And I thought Eric played, uh, I thought he played well, but I mean, when your whole team, and I'm exaggerating a little bit, I suppose, but to Quinn said it over and over again, you're, you're built around Rudy Gobert. And then you bring in a Hassan Whiteside because he plays similarly to, to Rudy and can do a lot of the similar things. And then you miss both of those players. And I know the Jazz are a little bit more equipped to go with a smaller lineup, even though Locke doesn't like us saying that. Uh, it still is not their best lineup, not even close. No, and, and for all the reasons we talked about in the pregame, the things you lose, you know, without bigs out there on the floor. And the Jazz have had... Now, with Hassan and Rudy, it's been very solid for most of the year. So it's hard when all of a sudden you change, you're playing small guys anyway, and you and you just have uh, really no rim protection. And Dallas just continued to kind of attack, make the Jazz counter to that. 
and kind of got the game where they wanted it. And, and, you know, we're pretty comfortable in doing that. Um, you know, and, and part of that was just the size issue. Now, of course, Donovan Mitchell and his health are a big topic of conversation. Uh, Donovan, uh, what it was a, a rebound and Dwight Powell came down on kind of the, how would you describe the back of his foot almost, but it made it, his foot go at an awkward angle. Maybe his heel. You, you know, and I were laying on the shoe. Both concerned. Now Donovan was down for a minute, so was, keep this in mind. But you and I were both concerned about his Achilles there for a second. And uh, Coach Snyder said that uh, Donovan said if he stayed out, he wouldn't be able to go back in. So Donovan went back in. He ended up playing. Let's see here, thirty-two minutes. So let's go back to Dallas, eager to hear how Donovan's doing. I know you got a job to do and all that, but like for you to just put something out there that's like just assumed, you know, and then that's, that's what it is. Like that ain't, that ain't, that ain't cool. In my, in my honest opinion. And so essentially you're, you're, you're talking about that bench because they're guarding you. Right. Whole court, right. right? Like, but that's just, that ain't, that wasn't, that wasn't why I was, I wasn't mad at it. I would guard my, I'm surprised I didn't get put in pick and roll. Like I would have go right at me if I heard, if I saw anybody else in their team would have heard it. I got to go right at them. That's just part of the game. It wasn't about getting a guy off me. You know, I'm never, if I'm out there, then I got to do what I got to do. Donovan, what is it in the second half minutes that caused the separation? What, got, what didn't you guys do well in you know, what other things you guys do well? I mean, Luke is going to be Luke, you know, at 30 or whatever. But, you know, we allowed, gave up some threes, gave up drives, no help. There's a lot of things we didn't do right. Um, I mean, it's tough. This is it's tough when you just we just didn't do a lot of things right on that end. But we competed. You know, I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna say for the guys like we competed with the group. You know, and, and we went out there and fought. And it's tough for you to, you know, you have no 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 bigs. You know, I mean, we we competed. We scrambled. We were right in it until they made that big push. But to come up with a whole new game plan with like 40 minutes on the clock, it's, it's tough. But Credit to them. They hit shots. They executed. No one's going to feel sorry for us, and we'll bounce back, and we'll be ready to go. How's the ankle? What's the concern about how we'll respond? Um, I'm just basically see how it feels tomorrow. I mean, I can't right, – right now, I mean, it's sore. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, but, you know, I, I'm not going to – I knew how significant tonight was, and I wasn't going to allow it to try to hold me back, but – you know, I trusted Quinn, and you know, at that point in time, we were down. I think it was 16 is the point finishing, but we'll see how it feels tomorrow and, and move forward uh, from there. Q, before you actually like, fully checked out the game, mm-hmm. I saw you talking about the situation whether or not you're going to go back. Uh, I just wonder how you well, how you balance that in there because obviously the game is really important. You, you want to be there, but like not being 100 handled. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. Like like I said, this was a big game. You know, you don't – any competitor wants to be in there for his teammates. You know, I wasn't shooting the ball particularly well, but my, just being out there drawing guys, like they were helping off everybody on my drives. Like I was getting guys shots, and sometimes even just standing there allowed guys to get in the paint. So I, I first told him, just leave me out there, you know, and I'll stay spaced or let the eyes look at me, and then I'll get somebody a shot. Um, but you know, sometimes, like I said, you got to trust us. That's the trust level we have. And he trusted me for those few minutes, but ultimately at the end of the day, it just wasn't smart to stay out. So we, we took me out, but what can you do? Talked about having to come up with a whole new game plan. Um, 
What did you like about when you, how you guys played in that first one? First half. We competed. We we did a lot of things well in offense. We got into the paint. We 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 got some open looks. Guys got downhill. Um, no one really forced much. You know, I think it was just it was free flowing. And I think it was like that all night for real. And we weren't typically running our offense. We were doing things that you would see in the playoffs. And I think it was good to see that. You know, from from JC to Rudy Gay, Mike Wancho, EP, like Royce, like you know, that's that's the biggest thing is just coming in, being able to keep the ball. JB. Um, play well as well. So just trying to find ways to just attack this message, get in the paint, uh, create and, and, and knock some shots down and get some lips. And a lot of shots didn't go in, but, you know, like that we got good looks on. So keep working and, and get better. Yeah, you mentioned that on uh, the playoffs. Is this, does a game like tonight almost give you more confidence even with the result? I mean, yeah, I think, you know, we would have loved to have this one, but, you know, bigger picture, we, we, we got to just take care of what we can take care of. We lost four straight, and I said the other day, we got to win. Let's find a way to win. And, you know, with the playoffs coming up, you know, it was just it's time to, I mean, it's not even time to ramp up. It's time. It's not, it's not like let's ramp up. So for us, it's just continuing to do what we do. And like I said, it's, I salute everybody in the locker room because it's just tough to just kind of, think all day doing one thing and then I know you're, you're not like this. And then to come out there against a team that's, you know, hungry and, and wants this. And we came out with, with some energy and some fire. So I'm really happy with the guys that, you know, suited up and, and got to it because, you know, it could have gone the other way real quick. You know, we were continuing to battle and make it tough. And, you know, that's what you want. You like that small, small Yeah, he's, he's, uh, and you find things in games like this. You find things and he's, especially with his hand, you know, he's finding things. Um, you know, find things throughout the game that you can attack. And, you know, this is the team we might, and the probability is pretty high we might see in the playoffs. So just being able to find those different things, look back on the film and go from there. How has the challenge of facing Dallas changed uh, since they got Dan Whitty uh, as opposed to having four things before? Um, I think Dan Whitty gives them, well, another 20 point per game score, um, especially with Tim out. I think that that was huge. Um, for them and you know he's in the pick and roll he can make plays um he's, he's a talented guy and i think I, I said this he looks more like the brooklyn Dinwiddie uh than that since since i've said even when he was on washington it didn't it didn't look the same you know now he looks comfortable in this role and doing what he does and you got that along with jalen brunson and, and guys who can knock down shots it makes the game easy and, he, and it it looks it looks like it's you know flowing for him um so i think it's, it's definitely a, a bonus for them all right, there you go. That's uh, Donovan Mitchell saying a few things, uh, talking uh, about an interaction he had with the Dallas bench. He was a little grumpy about being misquoted, apparently, uh, but also talked about his ankle, said he's going to have to see how it feels tomorrow, that it obviously hurts, and that's that's not good. There's only, I mean, you and I were going through it earlier today, there's only two weeks to go in the regular season. Time is short. And the Jazz just now fall to fifth. Uh, Nuggets are behind him by a game. And the Timberwolves are behind them by two and a half. So, you know, right now it's interesting because I think there's a lot that could happen. Uh, but to Donovan's point, the only thing that really will kind of move the needle now is for them to figure out a way to win a game. Um, lost four in a row now. Um, I agree with him. I thought this team approached the game well. I thought the guys, you know, competed really hard at the end of the day, you know, not having a couple of pieces, which you're going to have in the playoffs, knock on wood. Um, you know, that changes things a little bit. But right now, the Jazz are just kind of, uh, you know, they're just a, a small version of themselves not really being able to show everything. Donovan tonight, 12 points on 4 of 13 shooting. He did have five rebounds, four assists, and a, and a steal. But 
just struggled, just could not put the ball in the basket tonight. And that unfortunately included Donovan. And then come back with that ankle, that couldn't have made anything easier. No, and, you know, be interesting being Sunday, um, one day to travel all the way out to the the West Coast. Um, It'd be interesting to see, you know, what Donovan's availability is, but something to monitor for sure. Jazz probably not want to take any chances right now, given the history, as you talked about from last year. Uh, all right, the Jazz fall tonight to the Mavericks, 114 to 100 post game. Is brought to by our friends at Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. My Subaru is.com. We'll hopefully have more player sound for you coming up right around the corner, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe post game show is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. I realize that uh, that most people uh, listening to us are, are watching basketball and not the Oscars, but I can't believe uh, just moments ago Will Smith <laughs> walked on stage and smacked Chris Rock. <laughs> I've never, trying, seen, I've never seen anything like that. I'm trying to see an angle of it. Maybe actually, if it was a setup, maybe it was they are staged. actors, right? Yeah. Because Smith's smiling and he's walking off the stage, too. I don't know. Because Rock made a, a joke about his wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, and then he walked on stage and smacked him. <laughs> That's got to be staged. It was convincing, though. I was totally convinced. Are you kidding? All right. Well, anyway, uh, back to, uh, of course, the topic of hand. The Jazz lose tonight. Tough one. 114 to 100. Shorthanded. No Rudy Gobert. No Hassan Whiteside. Uh, no um, Boyan Bogdanovich. No Daniel House as well. And uh, Dallas picks up the win. Uh, let's get to, let's see, the Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A. Earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A one app. This is something you highlighted earlier in the show, Coach. The Jazz only 6 of 10 from uh, tonight from the line. Dallas, however, 17 of 24. So we're much more able able, excuse me, to get to uh, the free throw line. And maybe, you know, the Jazz lack of attempts has something to do, certainly with no Rudy Gobert, but uh, we're used to seeing a few more than 10. Yeah, that's and that's been a little bit of a, a theme over the last couple of games, right? Um, Jazz not getting to the line. It's been one of the hallmarks of, of the season and certainly – one of the tops in the in the league and getting the free throw line. So when you don't get those points and then you don't have all the kind of the rolling things around the basket, the offensive rebounds that Rudy creates, it's going to be hard to generate enough points to win that game. And uh, yeah, there's there's no doubt Dallas has uh, been playing better as it. I, I like the way this Mavericks team is put together. I really do, uh, and that hasn't always been the case. But I'll tell you what, they get a lot out of Reggie Bullock. He got 23 out of him tonight. Jalen Brunson. Fine player on both sides of the ball. He had 22. Dorian Finney-Smith is great. He only had eight points tonight, but he's been a big part of what they do. Uh, they've surrounded Luka Doncic with, uh, with uh, a nice complimentary roster. No, and, and interestingly enough, I think the word that you know comes to my mind is tough. Like They're a tough team. Um, certainly stepped it up defensively a ton uh, with all the different acquisitions and moves, um, and then just being able to utilize – you know, a guy like Brunson who's just going to get up and guard really hard. Um, you know, with Doncic out there, you've got to have some some dogs, and they've got some of those. I think Dinwiddie's definitely helped this team a ton too. 
All right, it's time to go back to Dallas. Let's hear from Rudy Gay. Rudy, what did you guys do well defensively in the first quarter and then kind of what happened second, third quarter? Well, I mean, um, what we do well, we moved the ball. <laughs> we did things to make them work with, uh, on, on the other side. Um, defensively, um, you know, we packed the paint. And, um, you know, it was, you know, I have to give it to them. They, they outplayed us. Um, I don't think it was really just one thing. That they did. I mean, just how play it. They played better. You guys have had trouble switching um, this season. What kind of made that effective in that first quarter? Like, what kind of clicked? I guess. What made it effective? I mean, Lucas still got fouls. <laughs> so, was it effective? I don't think it was. You know, it's not on us whether the referee blows his whistle or not. That's on them. And, um, you know, were some of the calls. You know, could they have gone either way? I think so, personally. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, our trouble switching is just getting used to it. I don't think it's a real problem. So I get used to it. We have big fellas out there, and usually when he's out there, we don't do it. So um, when he's not out there, we're a totally different team. And, and, you know, he's a big part of our the offense and defense. He makes $40 million a year. So obviously he's important. But, you know, that's something we got to get used to. Something we haven't had to get used to, but something we got to get used to. How do you how do you play through that and the frustrations? Like when you clearly feel like you know you're defending cleanly, you're defending well, and forcing this, and then the whistle comes. How do I feel? Like how do you collectively? How do you play through that? Like collectively, uh, team team us. The real question is how you not like this. This shouldn't bother me. I mean, it's basketball. We've been playing it since we was. So as long as I can remember, you're going to be called as you don't like. Just keep going. Um, keep playing. All right, there you go. That is uh, Rudy Gay. And uh, Rudy tonight actually led the Jazz in scoring uh, with 18 points on 8 of 14, shooting 2 of 5 from 3. He had 8 boards, a couple of assists as well. And I'll, I'll tell you what, Rudy played well tonight, but he is he is extremely critical, I think, to the Jazz success going forward and in the playoffs. They need him to play well. They do. They need him to make open shots and then you know, be able to kind of create that opportunity we've seen with Bojan where they can throw it to him in the mid post. He can take advantage of a matchup. Um, you know, that's really what they're betting on. Obviously, defensively, um, tonight, Doncic, he's unguardable anyway. Uh, but but Rudy Gay was not a great match with him. Um, but it's nice to see him making some shots, feeling a little more comfortable, uh, and most importantly, probably a little more confidence. Gives him an opportunity to get out there and, you know, feel like, hey, I'm, I'm contributing right now. My shot's starting to fall and, and, you know, kind of see some good things stringing together. You certainly can see what Dallas does. They find a, a player that they pick on him until it stops working. In fact, they tried to do it to Pascal in the first quarter, and Pascal was pretty nails. Yeah. yeah, was was really, really good. But they obviously did it to Mike Conley in the third quarter, and they, they did it to Rudy Gay uh, a lot tonight, kind of throughout. But Rudy Gay actually finished the game at a plus seven in, a, in the plus minus. The whole team outside of, uh, let's see, Rudy Gay, Jordan Clarkson, no, Clarkson was minus seven. Rudy Gay, Sneed was plus five, and Jared Butler was plus five. So, and those guys only played a handful of minutes. Yeah, more than anything, I felt like it was way more connected. Um, they, they came out with a, a lot of energy, and, and I like that. And I like the fact that they kind of caught fire on the small lineup. You know, they were able to score some points, have some success. Now it's a matter of, of figuring out how to be a little better defensively in that lineup. Um, you know, be able to help each other more on the defensive side. And, you know, hopefully, knock on wood, Rudy's not going to be out too long, uh, Rudy Gay, 
or excuse me, Rudy Gobert. Right. Obviously makes a big difference on the defensive side. Probably made a big difference tonight. Your final score, Jazz fall tonight to the uh, Mavericks, 114-100. to Coming up on the other side, we're going to get Coach Combs' uh, final thoughts on this one before we turn the page. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, and the My Subaru is campaign real stories. From real Mark Miller Subaru customers, Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own at mysubaruis.com. More straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Driving in the lane, left hand floater, good and a foul. David Locke in your play of the game, brought to you by our friends at Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you, Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe, Jazz Game Night Post Game Show, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Wiz campaign, Real Stories. From real Mark Miller Subaru customers, share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. 114 to 100 is your final score. The Jazz have now lost four consecutive games. Dallas is in Seoul. I guess uh, has fourth place. Seoul, Seoul owner of fourth place there. That's <laughs> that's what I'm looking for been a long uh, with the win. It took me a minute to get there. Uh, if you're just joining us, Jazz led in scoring by Rudy Gay's 18 points on 8 of 14 shooting. Um, Jordan Clarkson had 14 coming in off the bench. Mike Conley had 14 and 7 assists. Donovan Mitchell had 12 points tonight. Pascal had 10. Trent Forrest also had uh, 10 points uh, coming in off the bench. But for the Mavericks, Luka, 32 points, 10 boards, and 5 assists. They got 23 from Reggie Bullock, uh, Jalen Brunson gave him 22. He also had 10 rebounds and uh, and five assists. And Spencer Dinwiddie had 12 coming in off the bench as uh, the Dallas uh, Mavericks offensively, just a little too much for the Jazz tonight, shooting 52% from the field. And then a blistering 17 of 34 from three. Whew, 50% from three. It's it's tough to win when, uh, when the other team's playing so well offensively. No, for sure. It's... <clears throat> It's one thing, too, with Luka. I mean, you said it best. You can guard him so well, and he'll just make a play. You know, he was that good tonight, made some deep threes early on, got the confidence going, and uh, he, he's a joy to watch. I mean, I'd hate to prep for him. Uh, I'd hate to have to stop him, but from a distance, man, he can. he's just fun to watch. He is He is fun to watch, and if these two teams do uh, end up matching up in the playoffs, obviously – you know, making him uncomfortable is going to be a big deal. And I, I would guess the Jazz are going to try and find more ways to attack him on defense. Yeah, that's that's what happens. Probably you get an opportunity to really kind of work on how you can get him uncomfortable. And part of that's attacking him uh, and spacing him out on the other end of the floor. So a lot of things will go into that. Team's got a ton of, I'm sure, ammunition and film and that sort of thing for, for those decisions. All right, Coach Lacombe, let's get some final thoughts from you on this one before we uh, turn the page. Well, the losing streak, unfortunately, continues. Um, tonight was going to be tough anyway, but then when we heard Rudy was out, um, made it near impossible. Uh, I thought the guys fought really hard, um, you know, just did not have enough. Uh, but particular interest was the way the ball moved around in the first, you know, half. We talked about 15 assists at the half. That was Awesome number to see. So uh, we know how this team has to play to win, and hopefully they can get back to winning sooner rather than later. All right, we want to say a big thanks to everybody that uh, helped with the broadcast tonight, of course. David Locke and Ron Boone doing uh, fine work from Dallas, as usual. Thanks to our broadcast assistants. Thanks to Jeff Carroll 
executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller Subaru, the title sponsor of the post-game show. The My Subaru Is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some, share your own. MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, thank you, buddy. It's always fun hanging out with you on a Sunday. Tip of my cap. My title is cap. Enjoy. Your night off, we've got a late one on Tuesday. Yep, I'll gear up for it. Up next, the Jazz take on the Clippers on TNT Tuesday night. That game will tip off at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage begins at 7. And, of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.